Well, welcome to this week's episode of Tech Talk. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Amorgan, and with me today we have Raquel. Hello. Uh, as per usual, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking through some of the more recent technology news that's happened within this past week. Now, a, not a whole lot has happened, but there have been some big events that have happened, I should say. One in particular, which we're going to get to a little bit later on down the line. Um, those of you who might be watching, of course, that would be uh, Apple's Keynote. But uh, we're going to be starting that off in just a second. Okay, so we're going to be starting this week off with Samsung. We've got two topics for them. And the first one is that the Note 8, it was found during a uh, survivability test, I guess you could call it. It's because it is using Gorilla Glass 5, it is able to withstand a lot more scratching. So it actually uses up to a level six now, which is fairly impressive and which means that, you know, for the most part, you're not really going to get scratches on your device unless it's on the fingerprint scanner. That is still fairly weak. But apparently it can now last up to 10 seconds being held directly over a flame. So I wouldn't suggest doing that. But um, it may, I mean, it may help you with, you know, a, a bad ex who just like wants to throw your phone in the fire. <laughs> what do you think, Vicky? I, I think they're going to like harm on the durability for that phone. <laughs> it's like, you know, we had like a little bad running with the last note. So we're not going to have that again this year. I was like, let's go whatever we could find into that. My thing about it is, we had a bad situation when it came to fires starting out with these devices, and now they can, the outside yeah. of them is able to now withstand up to 10 seconds, so it seems. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a little secret thing that they didn't really want to talk to people about, just in case, you know, something happened again. Sent again? <laughs> I don't like. I don't know if something happens, if this will be the end for the note, or if it's just gonna like wait a couple of years and let it blow over because people people have not let that note seven blowing up thing die down. I I think if the note eight has a similar issue, yeah, that might actually be the end of the note series. Like people were saying that from from the last note series, uh, the note seven and just the fact that they they're willing to admit that they were wrong and try again with the note 8 yeah i think this might be it if it starts to have an issue like that i kind of felt bad for them last time so hopefully it doesn't happen though they had a bigger phone than the the note before 
But that thing, that that was huge. I think that came shortly after the Note 2. That was like a mini tablet. Was, yeah, I just gonna say it was like one of those giant tablets. Oh, I so hated seeing people use them. Oh, I used to crumb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like thing... a like, people used to have like this big giant tablet up to the end. Like you have the whole two hands, the whole yes. up to the end. I'm just there like, why don't you just get a phone? <laughs> But, I mean, this one was smaller than the average small tablet. So, I don't know. But regardless, yeah, that tablet to the ear thing, that was unnerving. Like, sure, I'll help you set this up and whatnot because you're in a store or a friend or whatever. But... It was a real pet peeve for me. I hated them with a passion. I, I'm glad most people don't do that anymore. Anymore, yeah. I'm glad that, you know, it had its phase and it died down. Yeah. Um, and the second topic for Samsung is that 2018 may actually become the year of the flexible display phones for Samsung. Uh, if I remember correctly, they kind of showed it off in 2015, 2016. You can kind of like roll up your display or like fold it and like a bunch of stuff like that. So, for example, one of the things in the video was you kind of had just had a tube and you could pull out your display and it became your tablet, for example. Um, if that is the case, I think that would be the next real true step for evolution of the smartphone and, and tablets and stuff like that. But if it's just something like, okay, so we're going to have this base here, and then you're just going to flick this around, whatnot, but it's still like, hey, just something wiggling about in the wind, it's, I think that might actually cause problems. Like, I feel like they're reaching so hard with phones now, like, they kind of running out of ideas. I have to agree. Um, I think... They were onto something inside, um, what's the movie called? Total Recall? Uh, alright, I think it was Total Recall. Pretty much the movie with Tom Cruise and, like, the whole fingers up there and, like, moving things around. Do you know which movie I'm talking about? I know the name, but I've kind of never seen it. <laughs> I'll put it on my list. <laughs> that's like a you have to watch that like yeah, after this you have to watch it <laughs> i'll download it <laughs> but um essentially they had a lot of different stuff inside there so for example um and I, I believe it's all still the same movie someone could correct me if i'm wrong but um what it was is that someone actually could have a telephone inside their hand they could um of course like go up to a invisible screen holographic screen and kind of just like move things around and whatnot and it actually worked out fairly yeah I don't, I, I, unless it's just like a thing that's always in like futuristic movies i don't know but i, I feel like i i have a picture in my head basically yeah um but 
Yeah, I think that's what we're kind of going to start getting off to. Where it's just something that you kind of carry around. Or like the ones that it's kind of like two bars. Well, one bar is going to be the top and one bar is going to be the bottom. It's going to be closed. And you just like slide it in your pocket. And then like when you want to use it, just pull it out and like slide the bar up. Exactly. And like, that's, yeah, and then it's going to be like a holographic screen in the back. I can see that. And now that I think about it, um, there is a phone with a slightly holographic screen inside of it. Um, but it's simply because it's using two different kinds of viewing angles. So it makes things pop out a little bit more. I think there's actually a phone by Red. Yeah. They have a pre-order. It's like a thousand something dollars. Actually, I think it's like a thousand, two hundred or three hundred or something like that. It's probably the most expensive smartphone of the year if you don't count like those gold-plated ones from other places and whatnot. But, I mean, that might actually be the way of smartphones. You might be right. Yeah, like I could see them going towards that and like leave this whole uh, tablet full of phone. Like just jump, like just skip that point and just like start experimenting on those ones. I feel like those would be more efficient and caught on. I agree. I actually but do. With that, some people may not have a headphone jack. <laughs> well, see, that's where you still have that base. Because you always got to have a headphone jack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wireless headphones. <laughs> well, that's actually another thing. If the screen is smaller, that means more stuff is going to have to be built into whatever base it has. That, mean, that might mean less battery life. Well, you know, Apple users already used to that, so... <laughs> you admit it! Hey! <laughs> You're the one saying it, not me. Just let that be unnoticed. <laughs> I think everybody knows our products have terrible battery life. I think Chris Chris delved into that well enough last episode. <laughs> um, the next topic that we have is going to start off with Google products. And it's actually Google Drive. The app for PC and Macs. Unfortunately, it seems that they're going to be removing that from, well, that's actually just going to be shut down from March 12th, 2018. Um, they're saying that users who are still running the drive app will start seeing notifications in October that it's going away. And that the company will steer customers towards one of two replacements, depending on if they're a consumer or a business user. Um, apparently, let's see, there's Backup and Sync, the all-encompassing consumer app that replaces both the standalone Google Drive and Google Photos uploader, um, essentially saves functionality as Drive and much, and works much the same way. And on the enterprise side, there's Drive File Streamer. Who thinks of these names? Uh, which saves space on local drives while providing access to all of your Google Drive files on demand directly from your computer. What? How does it save space 
if it's directly on your computer. Computer, I, I was wondering the same thing. Like when you said save, I was like, oh, this probably is going to be this probably is going to be like a website type thing, and then he's like, oh, on your computer. That that sounds a little weird, unless they're trying to spin it off and like they're saying like, well, technically you still would be using it on your computer. It's just that you know everything's in the cloud. So I think that might be how they get away with saying directly from your computer. I don't know. That hmm. they probably could go with some better wording for that. Probably could. I guess I'll have to actually get rid of Google Drive now. At least the the app. I actually like that. I well, then you know I have iCloud, so. I always gotta have everything Apple, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> um, we also have some updates from YouTube. For starters, it's got some new HDR features. So, for example, if you um, I should put it. Let me see what exactly what they're saying. They have added support for HDR content all the way back towards the end of last year, but there were still few, if any, Android, Android, Android handsets that actually supported it. With devices like the Samsung Galaxy S8, S8 Plus, Note 8, and Xperia um, XZ Premium all coming out of the box with HDR capabilities, it's time for YouTube to catch up. Blah, blah, blah. New HDR tags showing up inside the resolution options inside the YouTube app. Uh, frame rate can take a hit. And you need to make sure that you have a good internet connection to keep from buffering. Uh, so I guess it's just some of the devices that weren't seeing HDR before are now actually getting it. But I think the key update that's really interesting is now that YouTube is giving us playback speed choices on mobile devices. So you can actually set it from anywhere from 0.25 um, times to two times as fast. So a quarter as fast as what it normally would be to two times as fast as what it could be. I don't... Mm. I guess the slowdown could really be useful for like when you want to look at something screen by screen in a video. I don't know. Other than that, I probably wouldn't use that. Mm, me either. I think I saw the update, but I'm, that's one of those things that I have it because I decide to use it, but I'm really not going to use it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like buying is like getting it's basically like getting more for less didn't we have a conversation about that earlier yeah. today yep <laughs> the same thing applies to this <laughs> okay, but the thing about it is like you and this whole more for less but these things are free yeah but then i get extra features <laughs> So if I would pay for it, then I'd be like, oh, you know, like nice, nice extra features, but I'm not, but I, either way, I still get in features. It's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like playing with it along like the terms of shopping in bulk. 
Like you get more for less, but you really won't use everything at one time. Mm, okay, I think I could. Yeah. I think I could dig that. Okay. So, next topic, and this kind of continues on from like the whole bunch of hacking stuff from last week. But Vicky, quick question: Do you know what Equifax is? Nope. Okay. So Equifax is actually a company that tracks your credit score in the states no it's one of the three major ones if i remember correctly and um yeah apparently they had a security breach that could have been prevented it seems um but they just decided not to um so i think they were saying uh yeah 143 million people had their personal information stolen because of Equifax. This is security breach. Um, apparently, custom well, people could find out if they were affected on their website, even though it was very weird. The terms and conditions for checking to see if you were affected also, you would have had to agree to say that you will not hold Equifax accountable for it. Which is sketchy, very sketchy. <laughs> um, now that's some fine thing that you just make sure to look out for. And if it's like super sketchy, but like uh, I don't know if I trust this too much, and uh, just go like find some results. Yeah. Um, apparently, a New York attorney general said that that whole thing was unacceptable and unenforceable. Um, the company since explained that it does not apply to the data breach at all, but hasn't stopped misinforming. Um, sorry, stopped the misinformation from spreading. Um, it's also very weird that it's actually just like in there. Like you'd think they would have taken that part out. Um, but they were also saying that they have no excuse for it because they can Equifax themselves confirmed that the attackers entered its systems in mid-May through a web application vulnerability that had a patch from March. They had enough time to fix that. Yeah. And the fact that they knew the patch was there for March, they had enough time to fix that. Oh that's that's definitely not good <laughs> um let me see what all information was actually taken let's see for reference the u.s has a population of 323 million citizens so that about 44 percent of the population had their information stolen that's a lot <laughs> the u.s that's crazy a lot that's a lot that probably goes to like the whole population at NASA. Yeah, it's it's roughly about there. Actually, no. That's yeah, Bahamas. I feel like it'd be like the full coverage. Well, no, because we're the Bahamas only has like three hundred fifty thousand. This is million. Oh, so that'd be us and more. Us times ten. Actually, no. Us times a hundred. That's a lot. 
and the fact they could have prevented it like that's like that's super sketchy but the fact that you guys knew that the breach was there you guys didn't patch it from then and there and you waited until someone else came and stole information from from clients mm. apparently they have oh boy oh wow they have access now to information that could allow them to create or take over accounts from any of the people impacted since they have names, addresses, birth dates, social security numbers, and in some cases, driver's license numbers. And an unspecified number of UK and Canadian residents were also hit, plus the credit card numbers for 209,000 people and certain dispute documents for 128,000 people in the US. Oh. I feel sorry for the bank workers because now they have to go cancel all them cards, replace them. <sighs> I mean, you could do a lot with someone's security, um, social security number though. Like, holy crap. You can, if you have that, you can get a driver's license. You can, that's essentially taking over someone's identity right then and there. I'd have been pissed, I ain't gonna lie. I would have been totally upset. Wow. I think... I don't know, like... In a situation like this, life, life lock and other places like that, I don't know if that's enough. To say, like, notify you in case someone's using your information? Because now that's just out there for anyone to sell. Pretty much. Um, I know you. Well, do you use Spotify, Vicky? I'm changing topics here. Nope, not at all. You're an iTunes girl, aren't you? <laughs> yep. Well, for guys like me or people like me, I should say, who actually enjoy using other things like Spotify and whatnot. If you're also an Apple user, unfortunately, it seems that Spotify will no longer work on Safari. Which, when you really think about it, does kind of suck that they are dropping support for a entire, well, an entire browser. Um, apparently, as of September 8th, the system requirements page was updated to reflect only Chrome 45 and up, Firefox 47 and up, Microsoft Edge 14 and up, and Opera 32 and up. Um, apparently, several people on the Apple community have flagged the omission. Um, but when they actually go to use it, it says that, you know, this browser doesn't support Spotify Web Player. Switch browsers or download Spotify for your desktop. So I'm not sure if Spotify updated something and then. Safari just hasn't updated yet, or Safari took out something that Spotify needed. Maybe. I mean, we'll see if it's still like that after High Sierra. I mean, because that's when you know Safari's going to get like its whole supposedly refresh and updates. So. That might actually, yeah, I mean, that might be it. Maybe it's just something that needs to be updated. Because if they still have the app, supported for Macintosh and I feel like the web browser should still be supported as well you'd think so right I would think so then like I know a lot of like 
for me, I've had instances where like certain things doesn't support Safari. So I go download Google Chrome to do whatever I have to do, then delete it. <laughs> you could just leave Google Chrome there and use that instead. <laughs> I use it. <laughs> so I just like use it for whatever I need to use it that, like that second and delete it afterwards. Don't mean I have to download Safari or I mean Google Chrome and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I know you like Twitter. Yeah. Have you ever been part of a tweet storm, or taken part in doing a tweet storm? Yes, because of that one forty credit. I mean character limit. That's so annoying. Apparently, and it was found inside one of the uh, the coding for Twitter in itself, but um. They found that Twitter might be working on a unreleased feature that allows you to just like make out your essay or whatever it is that you want to post. And it will tell you like the different breakpoints and where things are going to stop, so on and so forth. So you can actually like plan out your tweet storms and then it will send them out in order. That's nice. Instead of me, like I usually. When I say that I'm coming close to the 140 limit, then I usually like put like one, two, three, I put like three dots and then I'll send that and I'll open up the next one, put three dots to like say I'm continuing and then type whatever I have to say. I've noticed a lot of different ways that people do it. So for example, I've seen like the one slash, I'm just going to use three, like they were doing three different posts um, to say like where, which post is which I've seen. Um, people use pictures to do it. I've seen the dots, like you mentioned. Um, I'm not sure which way this one's going to really work though. I know it's going to be threaded, but. It may be, well, from the photo, it may be like how, um, they like another way persons like continue their tweet. Um, they usually reply to their tweet. Like if they tweet hi, they'd come back reply to hi and then type something else afterwards. So I think it may be like that and you may be able to open up the thread to see it. That's what I'm wondering. I, I think that's probably how it's going to be. But, hmm. I guess I'll just have to see it when it actually rolls out. Uh, this one's slightly controversial. But it still falls along the social media trend. But, um, Vicky, were you aware of some of the hate groups that were on Reddit? I think I knew about Reddit, but I'm not like, actively on it. I usually see when you and Chris post things on it. That's about it. <laughs> okay. So there were some toxic community groups. Um, spurred on by roughly hate speech. Um, either about, uh, well, I don't really know a better way to say it, but fat people. And then one that was about black people. That's the, that's the simplest way I can put it. Um, and that group in itself. Well, I mean, not everyone's American though. All colored. <laughs> I guess that could work. I think that I think I guess that softens the blow like when you say colored people. Yeah, but then how do Indians feel? Hmm. That too. 
don't know. Like, I, like you can't say one thing without offending someone else. <laughs> exactly. Um, but for the sake of it, the name of it was R slash Coontown. And the other one was R slash uh, Fat People Hate. So just by the names themselves, very hateful. Um, so what Reddit did was that they actually banned a handful of those kind of um, subreddits and kept, and then this group pretty much kept track of the people who used to post in them um, and see exactly what kind of stuff happened after the, these bans. And what they noticed was that, yes, while people migrated either to some other websites that kind of have a more free speech element to them, um, the ones that decided to stay were actually showing signs that they weren't as, well, at least vocally hateful. They're being a bit more careful as to what they said in other places, even if they joined somewhere like the Donald. Um, which is filled <laughs> apparently with white supremacists as well and stuff like that. But, but um, the Donald already has its own issues, regardless of that. But um, yeah. So apparently, this kind of stuff does work. Um, the researchers concluded. I'm going to quote. For the definition of work framed by our research questions, the ban worked for Reddit. It was successful at both a user level and a community level. Through the banning of subreddits which engaged in racism and fat shaming, uh, Reddit was able to reduce the prevalence of such behaviors on its site. Um, that last part I think is important because then that means um, while it's not as prevalent on Reddit itself, that doesn't mean that these people have stopped elsewhere. But I think if more sites were to take a somewhat similar approach, and I think that's what the researchers were saying, then we might make places online a bit easier for people to come together. Had to word that one right. Um, what what's your thoughts on that, Vicky? Yeah, um, it would. I think it would help with persons coming together. Um, especially especially because like the cyber world has a lot of power. It's like like for certain people, what you say on the internet, some people may not take it seriously, but others may. So I think it would it would help with putting everybody together. I mean, unless they won't be stubborn and it's <laughs> like, you know, like there's stubborn people out there, like, no matter what you do, they're still going to like still be stuck in their ways. So. Quite true. Yeah. A little bit of band in hand there. <laughs> usually, it usually gets people act right. Mm, typically. Um, talking about acting right. <clears throat> oh. Uh. And this is the last topic before we actually get into our Apple stuff. Is that Overwatch apparently has had a slowdown of its updates and like new features and maps and uh, game modes and stuff like that because of how toxic some players are. 
and them having to circumvent that kind of behavior. Um, Vicky, have you ever played a game and like got abused because you were kind of new to the game? Mm. Yes. I mean, I didn't, it, it was an Overwatch, but yes. Yeah, so I, I think it's things along that line. So pretty much if you are new or you are just trying to get used to things and you're not maybe playing your best game, then it's sad to say it seems that Overwatch is kind of not the best place. I thought it was doing fairly well. Me I mean, too. I... I didn't notice a whole lot of that kind of stuff when I was first playing around. Um, I think I messed up like once during the summer championships and someone like yelled at me, but that was only like one person. So I don't know that I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised. And on to the good stuff. Uh, apparently at Apple's keynote event or special event as they want to call this one I think uh, it was held at Steve Jobs um, the Steve Jobs Center which was never opened before it's on their new campus Vicky's heart is fluttering when she was watching it Uh, (laughs) not gonna deny it Vicky the photos didn't do it justice because like they had leaked photos of it um and like the workers were setting it up for the keynote slash special event it didn't do it justice at all but when i saw that i was like oh my gosh like <laughs> it was just gorgeous continue. <laughs> 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 um so what happened was that we had several different announcements. Of course, you know, iOS was on the iPhones. iOS 11, I should say. It was iOS 11, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they started off with Apple Watch, though. Then there was some new bands, some new gestures on it, and a new bright red sticker whatever <laughs> on, on the dial <laughs> um, to differentiate and make sure that you know hey this is the 2017 version um, and they also allowed for people with arrhythmia to join part in a study that might help other persons with arrhythmia am I missing anything Vicky? Um, uh, I think yeah, I think it's one of the red sticker for LTE, and then the regular one. Yeah, I think you got it. Okay, yeah, there was that LTE version um, that apparently will be using the same phone number as your iPhone. Yep. How that's exactly going to do it, I'm not sure. I feel like that's so like so. It's like it's going to be like an electronic SIM that they already have inside the watch. Um, how are they going to connect to the same on your phone? I'm not sure. 
I don't know if it's going to be like one of those when you set up your Apple Watch, it's going to sync to your phone, your carrier, like that type of thing. I don't know. That typically the whole thing is that you know you have one SIM, one phone number, and that one phone number is on that one SIM, not you know one. I mean, a bunch of SIMs with one phone number. Yeah, I just feel like it's not like more money. I mean, maybe, but. I, I would like to know the technology behind that eSIM thing. Yes, I'm waiting. Like, I'm waiting for someone to, like, rip it to pieces. Because, <laughs> you know, it's coming. Like, someone is going to rip it to pieces and tell you how it works. So I'm waiting on it to happen so I could see. And then the carriers in the States, um, and then, like, when they branch out to other countries, they're going to have, like, a special rating for your Apple Watch with LTE. Probably. Um, yeah. I want to say that's frustrating price. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like you're paying like twice the phone bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the um, one of the first Kickstarter smartwatches uh, actually had something built into where you could put a SIM card inside of it. So the idea isn't necessarily new. But the implementation definitely is if you can get that same phone number. I think that is the key thing. Yeah, now like if they didn't do it the electronic sim way, like when I originally heard about the LTE, I automatically assumed that they kind of had like a mini sim tray because um, when I take off my bands at one end, it has like this, like the dot. Like, you know, the dog you have to push the pin in for yep. the SIM tray, yeah. It has, like, that, in, like, there. And I'm just like, what is this here for? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bother with it. Next thing you know, I break something. Yeah. Yeah, so I just left it alone. So I figured, like, that's what they were going to do. But then it's like, oh, you know, we have this new electronic SIM. I was like, oh, how does that work? And, like, if so, is that going to be, like, a new feature that you're going to eventually implement into the iPhones later on down the line? I mean, it's it's definitely. Hmm. I could see them trying that. I really could. Because it's them, I could see them like pushing that to their iPhones. Like, oh, you know, it's basically all all products around. Like, you could have it on your watch. You could have it in your phone. There's no need to always go to replace a SIM if you lose your SIM, and et cetera, et cetera. Then what would be next? Um, the iPads? Maybe, because they also have they also have cellular iPads. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like they should I feel like they shouldn't push it to the phone, they should push it to the iPad. I because agree. like essentially it would be the same thing for the watch and the iPad. Yeah. Hmm. It's all an interesting thought. It is. You'll wait to see for the future. Yes. Um, next, well, was of course. Let's see, we had Apple TV, and Apple TV was the the big thing was that hey, you're gonna be able to watch sports live, and that you now have a 4K TV that's like around how much? Like 200 bucks? Yes, I think so. For the highest amount of space, which was 64 gigs. 
Um, I mean, in a 4K TV for 64, I mean, for 200 bucks is not bad when you really think about it. Um, but then it's an Apple. Maybe that's just me being biased. Biased <laughs> <I just> <laughs> Um, no, but seriously, I mean, overall, I think people were expecting that they were expecting a 4k TV from Apple. They just weren't expecting it for that cheap of a price. Yeah. I really expected it to be more like when they, when they said the price, it's like, Oh, it's like $50 more compared to the 32 gig regular Apple TV. Yeah. And then they were saying something gets updated to, um, Something got updated as well. You know, and the, the videos, like if you purchase videos in HD, I think within like the last year or so, like they're going to automatically be converted into like 4K. Yeah, that was it. Which is a pretty smart move. I know some places, um, you actually like for Google, for example, you buy standard def, you buy HD. I don't know how they're going to handle it with um, with 4K, though. That, I think, is something we're going to have to see. Well, I still have my regular Apple TV, and I haven't really used it yet. <laughs> You've had that for how long now? I think almost a year. I think next month, well, next year, February, I think it'll make a year. I bought it because I wanted it. So. <laughs> I, like, I can't even lie, I wanted it. So I bought it. And you haven't used it yet? I have. Like, I've plugged it in every hand there. But to say, oh, I'm going to come home and watch my Apple TV. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start using it more, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then, of course, there was the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. Which, forgive me for this, but it really felt like that was what should have been the 7S. Like, yep. it, it was the same form factor, a bump up in specs, um, improved cameras, like the new chip for the GPU and CPU. Um, Bionic? Yes. The A11 Bionic. Bionic because they, I think they just gave it the name Bionic because it has that neural networking stuff in, built inside of it, to be quite honest. Um, for those who, well, I mean, I guess we can probably get into this now. Um, but the Bionic, the neural networking part of it is for the face unlocking. And the face unlocking is because with the phone that comes after the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus is the iPhone 10. Not the iPhone X or the iPhone edition like other rumors were saying or whatnot. It was the iPhone <laughs> 10. They they pulled them a, a windows with this one. <laughs> I for me I simply believe that they didn't name the 87S because they would have messed with the naming scheme they were going for. So I was like, oh, you know what? We're going to name this one iPhone 10. Let's just throw this as iPhone 8 and call it a day. 
He's like, you can imagine, oh, you know, the iPhone 7S. And then speak about 7S, 7S Plus. And then it's like, one more thing, iPhone 10. Like, the name is came with <laughs> same kind of off. It seemed kind of off. <laughs> really fair, that's what they did. Yeah, but still, like, the iPhone 8 isn't really worthy of it being its own number. At least in my opinion. I really thought it was going to, well, I thought it was going to be the 7S until last week when a developers ripped iOS 11 to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> that gold master version. It, oh, like, Lord, they, they just dug into that. If, like, a guy came on Twitter and was like, oh, you know, my eyes are, like, bloodshot red because I'm so deep into this code. And I'm going to say, like, like how default like everything is already being covered from the code that you like has been posted on like on Facebook, well on, on Twitter and on YouTube. Like also digging deep into more. We live in a time when <laughs> we know exactly what's coming out before <laughs> the official <laughs> announcement comes out. Like everything gets leaked. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, right? But like, they had like some comments on it. It was like, oh, you know, I feel for the persons who, like, how many people are going to get fired from Apple today? <laughs> like, every time something leaks, that's what everybody had to say. Like, it was so funny, but it was so true at the same time. Yeah. Like, someone getting fired. One thing that I, okay, so there's a number of different things that came out. Um, and like I said, the eight wasn't really that much of a game changer. It's pretty much the same phone as before, just with some extra specs. So I want to focus in more on the 10 and the 10, they were saying has a bunch of new features inside of it. It has got a, a new design that is the future of smartphones, which is <clears throat> just a blatant copy of some other phones and I'm looking at a central even though I guess the renders for iPhone were out from before that I don't know I, I want to say yes but at the same time I feel like they were really close but then at the time frame because I remember laughing at the circle that odd cut out on the circle on the camera exactly um, and then when you really took a look at it as well, the, um, the entire design of it. So it's the full screen, which, you know, Samsung really pushed this past, um, year. Well, from the essay, I should say, um, let's see where it starts. Oh. And then this um, little notch at the top, which, you know, it's debatable if Essential or iPhone was the first one with it. But that notch for the iPhone 10 has an infrared camera, a flood illuminator, which supposedly floods the your face with full of light without you being able to tell that there's light. I'm not sure how they do that. Um, a prox proximity sensor, an ambient light sensor, a speaker, a microphone, a front-facing camera, and a dot projector. 
the dot projector projects dots onto your face to help with the neural networking um, bionic chip with the face unlocking. So that's a lot of stuff that they were trying to say, you know, it's much more secure than fingerprint. They were saying, I think it's one in 50,000 people with your fingerprint can get inside with your fingerprint, but only one in a million could get in with your face. Yeah. Of course, the internet ran with that one and said they haven't met Arya Stark yet, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is the internet, and of course, this is also the same internet that ran with the fact that they had an issue with the face unlock during the demo itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, now Apple's reasoning behind this was that several people were handling the same device and that the iPhone was scanning their face as well. And so by the time it actually reached the person who was supposed to unlock it, it had already gone into password um, protection mode because it wasn't reading the right face. If that's actually the case, I don't know. That added to the bill. And then, like, you know, it was funny after, like, they had an issue when they was doing the demo. Switch phones, got it unlocked. He started work. He started going to another topic. Then he was like, oh, you know, let's go back to the face ID. Like, he was like, you have to sell that to, you know, show people that yes. face ID is secure. Like, he did that, I think, maybe three times afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, like, show people that, you know, it's really good. It works. And it's blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's first generation. So, I expected it to have bugs i expect i'm expecting it to move slow so like i i think they're gonna perfect it a bit more like maybe second generation like after they have like some time to bother with it i i would agree i think it's a it's true shame it doesn't have touch id Mm -hmm. um because not everyone can use their face to unlock and you know they'd have to either they would well they would now need to use a password Passcode, yep. Or a no, no, yeah. Pass passcode is the only thing. Um, because it's not Android, but you have a bunch of other little things that you could use. But overall, though, I I do think that face unlocking is still not quite where it should be. I'm not saying that like with iPhones in particular. I'm saying that on, as a whole. Um, be it Androids, be it iPhones, be it even security systems. Like, I still think there should be some other level. And I don't know if it's just me. Like I think it should be face unlock, then fingerprint, then you get into your phone. Just a lot. But I mean, if it's so quick, it shouldn't be a problem, right? Yeah, but that's like, that's like doing a double verification. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's the way you should be doing verifications. Mm. I'm lazy. I just try to have one of the two. <laughs> um, and then that that runs into another issue, like. 
um, let's say someone, let's say you did something wrong and, you know, the police are now asking to get inside your device before you could say, Hey, I don't remember my um, passcode. Just stick it up to your front of your face. Yeah. And make sure your eye open. Yep. Yeah. Cause you just need to, apparently all you need to do is be staring at it. You could be wearing yeah. sunglasses or anything like that. And it will read through, well, most sunglasses. It'll be able to still read through and like look at your eyes and everything like that. But yeah, that, I mean, I don't know if it's, if it still asks for it as soon as you restart your device. Or if it goes to the passcode, like how it did with fingerprint? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like it just like went with passcode before fingerprint because, well, when you restart it, uh, it's because like it, went out, it wants to verify that it's actually you like, putting your fingerprint for your phone, I guess. Um, but, like they want to make sure that you have your passcode and then like after you unlock it, because I think it's because the passcode was like the traditional way, like how they used to unlock their phones from like back in the day, like when you had mm -hmm. slide, to, slide to unlock. I think that may be the reason why they have you use your passcode when you restart your phone instead of having your fingerprint. I mean, maybe. That'd be interesting if they switched it up. I think it would be as well. I think it'd be really interesting and I think it'd be beneficial. It would go with, with, with everything they were trying to say that, you know, security, security, security. Exactly. And like, I, like you could tell, <laughs> you could tell Face ID was coming up, like from like the get go, like keynote. Cause like, I think first starting off, like within the first couple of minutes, he started speaking about security. And I was like, oh, there you go. That's like, like hints right there that, you know, they're about to tell the security line for Face ID. Yep. Um, but moving off from that topic with, um, iPhones, well, the iPhone X 10, wow, that's going to be, that's, that's, yeah, <sighs> I, that is going to get confusing. Um, apparently, I mean, it, it still has the HDR display. They're saying it has Dolby Vision and HDR 10, which is the, we kind of covered that a few episodes ago with, um. Samsung and Panasonic, along with Century Fox. Yes, I think so. Why was saying that it would hurt my eyes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 3D Touch is still, of course, part of it, and True Tone Display. Of course, they're not going to mention that you know they got this display from Samsung, um, which is apparently at the moment their only display um, distributor um, until they get that something worked out with LG. But I'm guessing that's also part of the reason why they were able to get HDR10 on it as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just, like, you just brought it up with Samsung and Dolby. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's just my feeling on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You could be right. Um, overall though, I mean, it doesn't really seem like the phone is all that revolutionary though. Yeah. Like it's, it's face on, uh, face unlock. It's got, uh, dual cameras and a, like dual cameras look like a traffic light. 
Um, with a I big like the traffic light emoji. Yes, even with like the the three lights. So it's got the first one up top is a camera. The middle one is the flash, and the bottom one is another camera. And I mean, this sense they're saying you know it has larger and faster sensors and a new color filter, deeper pixels. They tried to play off, and this kind of bugged me. That they said HDR is better means better pixels. But HDR new, no, that's not what it means. HDR is high dynamic range. It takes several different pictures and pieces them together to get a better picture. That, you know, has more depth to it. Not necessarily pixels. I think Apple really needs to be careful about how they try to market stuff. It was around the same time when they were speaking about the retina display screen and then HDR around the same time, was that? Yeah, they called it super, um, super... Super retina display, I think? Super retina, yeah. When Samsung is known to be selling and using a super AMOLED display. It's like, okay, so you just took the super from super AMOLED and you took the retina from before, which, you know, the retina can only see a certain amount of um, dots per inch or DPI, um, which is like uh, 340, I think. And this one's like 420. So how is it, how is retina still viable? Because it's Appleton. Change the name. <laughs> Go with just say LED. Super LED. Something. something. It doesn't have, like, they already pitched the retina display to people and they already sold it to them. So now they have to show people that they're improving retina display as the years go by. When you already pitch it and you sell it so nicely, you have to show them how, to, how it improves. Watch. Give them three years and they're going to be top, talking about, like, Atomic Eye or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I I do think they need to like start ditching this retina thing, though. Um, of course, granted, the two cameras with it, like they have dual optical image stabilization, which seems very familiar for those who watched the Galaxy Note eights. Um, presentation because that also had it um i would like to see the um comparison between both of them now though me too i'm waiting for the videos <laughs> yeah those should be nice i'm waiting for those the drop tests oh, i can already see it <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that kind of gets me with apple and the iPhone, it's like they, they show off these pictures that are taken by an iPhone, but they don't compare it to anything. Like, say, the older version of the iPhone to show how much better it's gotten. Like, nope. here's how beautiful this picture is. It's like, compared to your what? Like, how did this get improved? They gotta make sure you see only their product and the new one to be exact so you could see the difference. Well, so you can just see, like, see the quality, like, the, they don't want you to see, like, the clarity and the colors, 
and be like, oh yeah, you know, I could see the improvement, like, cause like they already want you to have like that mindset. They kind of like brainwash you basically. Like they already want you to have that mindset, oh, you know, new camera. This is the examples of what you can shoot, like what you can shoot with this camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, better pixel, like better, yeah, better, like better colors, sharper image. It's like basically like brainwashing you in a way. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it, so. <laughs> she is. So, like. Vicky, so are you, you, you're I, saying I, that you don't mind being brainwashed. I don't, like, I'm, like, it's clear to see that I'm already kind of sort of deep in. I just take it to a certain extent. But I'm all for it, like, I mean. But it's, it's like the simple things about this company, I just love. But. The simple things. Yeah, like the video, like their soundtracks are always on point. Their videos are always on point. Everything is so unison up to the point, whereas the volume levels on each device goes up to 16 maximum and like the middle is always eight. Like so, like simple things like that, like I notice and I just love it. And like that's like these simple colors that stand out even though... <sighs> How about this? During the opening of it, they mentioned about the places got hit, getting hit by hurricanes. And you have to soften the hearts a bit. Yeah. They they mentioned Texas. They mentioned Florida. They mentioned the Caribbean. And then they mentioned the charities and whatnot. But none of the charities work for the Caribbean. They're pretty much all Stay Florida tight. and Texas. Yep. I'd like they have us there, but it's more like a one percent. I'd say point five percent. Like they don't really per se carry for us too much. But they have us there as an option. Like for real. Like if you, like I've noticed. I I know you've noticed it. Like we have. Like we're there. Like the little five percent. Well, like that you know the point five percent. But it's not like uh, we need to pitch to to the Caribbean so we can get their sales, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I I think like most of the time when they're doing their marketing, it's always. Pitch to the states, pitch to China, pitch to to Canada, stuff like that. Yeah, because I mean, technically, we fall in with Latin America. The majority of the Caribbean falls in with Latin America, so we're we're a subset of a of a subset. Still, man, come on, do something. <laughs> and then. I really, I really hope that they'd bumped up the specs for their telephoto lens, um, simply because if you have a twelve megapixel camera, like both rounds, like when you go to zoom in with your telephoto lens, the images are going to become distorted and pixelated. Yep. You need to have a higher megapixel to cover for like the zoom, for like when you zoom in. Exactly. So I thought, I really thought that they'd figure that out because I think. Another phone and another phone had had done it. I just was like, thank you. Like they noticed that you have to have a bump within the megapixels for the telephoto lens in order for your photos to come out clear when you zoom in. I really thought Apple would have picked it up and maybe bumped it up to like sixteen megapixels, like maybe fourteen if they like just bump it up like a bit more instead of just having it twelve straight across the board. Nope. They they can't the only again, the only thing they really said was that it has a larger and faster sensor. And like the different apertures, nothing, 
and nothing really improving with it. Everybody, everybody all over the internet, and just an iPhone 10, and I'm just there like, that's first generation. I'm gonna stick with my eight and wait for them to come back and solve the issues. I know, I know they're gonna do that. Like I, like I feel that they're gonna go like rip this 10 to pieces, sort of the issues with it, especially Face ID, because it already shamed them on during the keynote. So they definitely about to go work on Face ID. They're gonna go back, work on those, come like maybe next year or so, it's gonna be like the same design that's gonna be with the regular, like just the standard iPhone, iPhone Plus. Then it's gonna be, the price is gonna drop, clearly. Yep. Because you can't sell like a base model, well like, like kind of like the base lineup for like nine thousand, like a thousand dollars. You can't sell it for that. So they're gonna drop the price. They're gonna improve Face ID. Like I could already see things coming, like in the woodworks already for them for next year. So I'm just gonna save my money this year. Get my eight. <laughs> How are you saving money by getting a new phone? Well, I for me, I only really replace my phones every three generations. But then you wouldn't be getting the one next year, you'd be getting the one after that. Maybe. It depends. It usually depends on how I feel. And then like I get in a two I get in a two fifty six, so I should hold me out for about three years. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. They they increased this um the sizes on the iPhones. That I think was nice. It's nice. It's minus of them taking out the one twenty eight. <laughs> Yeah. But it's nice. And I'm so glad that they got rid of jet black and black. Oh my gosh, like I hated <laughs> I hated last year's colors simply because there wasn't no space gray. Like how could you get rid of space gray? <laughs> I think space gray is my favorite color for now. I hate silver. I hate that gold. I hate that rose gold. I shouldn't even say I hate. I just like them. <laughs> <laughs> Simply because I just prefer space green. You're a space gray gal. Yep. I got you. It has to match with a lot of products, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one thing that they also mentioned was that uh, the was it just I think it was just the ten that they mentioned, but it has two times. Sorry, two hours more battery life than the iPhone 7. Which I think is a good thing because, well, like we mentioned earlier, you guys generally have less battery life than other persons. Um, whether it's actually going to be two hours, though, real life? Maybe. Like, I, I read, I started to read something this morning. Um, but it wasn't for the 10, it was for the 8 and 8 Plus. Um, it was basically said that it may have a shorter battery life compared to the 7. I don't want to quote me on that, um, but they gave like the numbers. <laughs> they gave like the numbers to say, okay, like the 8 has XYZ and then like the 7 has this and that is the case. But it, it was more numbers for the MAH, I think that's it. Or something on the line. Yeah, there's more numbers for the seven than it was for the eight. I'll send you the article. Okay. Look at it. Yeah, because. Um, MHA, yeah, that's it. Wait a second. 
I don't think they mentioned much for battery dealing with the eight. Yeah. I think they just it, they just pushed it to the at them in the ten. They yeah. need to sell that phone. <laughs> See, you have the exact same issue with saying it just as I did. <laughs> I think everybody has an issue. And they're gonna have to eventually. They're gonna eventually get accustomed to it. Probably. Oh god, what if they start like going Final Fantasy with it? iPhone XI. <laughs> it's like, oh. I think yeah. I think maybe as. I don't know. Like I. I think when they start doing like the higher double digits, they may, or, like how they did with the iPad, um, they just named it iPad. They may start doing that, like iPhone, iPhone Plus. Yeah, Maybe but then. Yeah. Well, yeah, then they could just say like iPhone 2017 edition. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Hey. Well, that pretty much covers our topics for. Honey emoji. Huh? Honey emoji. Oh! Right! The emojis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can now make your face thanks to the new neural networking system inside these new devices. Um, and I think the MacBooks as well. Oh, I'm not sure with the MacBooks. Uh, okay. Well, definitely with the new um, iPhones, you can now use your face to make animated um, emojis. So you can essentially make your face a pile of poop. Yeah, so make it smile, make it laugh. Yes, you can now see a smiling and laughing pile of poop. I love how they're capitalizing on emojis. Like, you know, show, show the Android users how to do it. Because they had, they had Unicode from way back then. And they were using emojis from way back then. And Android jumped on the bandwagon. You know what I think really encouraged this? The Emoji Movie. That too. They saw, like, oh, emojis are actually, like, moving around. How cool would that be? They are cool. I I think they're so cool, but like creepy at the same time. <laughs> but here's the issue. You can only use it on iPhones. It's not going to be rolling out to other devices like that. At least I don't really see it because they're going to, they're more than likely going to try and make it proprietary. So you can only really use it on iMessage. You can't really use it on WhatsApp. Nope. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can record them. And then send them like that as videos. At least that's the way it seems. But other than that, I don't know. And that doesn't quite come off as cleanly. Hmm. It's iMessage exclusive. I can see it. Then again, we have had that one in, um, emoji in chat with going like. The hmm? Yeah. And like bouncing around. So maybe. Maybe, you know, we, we could use hey, that. Record it, make it into a GIF. A GIF, whatever you want to call it. GIF. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I get to see it. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I don't feel bad for that, the one guy who went on Twitter, though. 
the one who I um, told you about, who said that he was trying to pitch the emoji uh, thing. Yeah, I felt bad for him. You want to you want to tell our viewers about that one? <laughs> okay, well, um, last week when there was rumored of the 3D emojis for iOS 11, I message. Um, there's this guy named Ryan Jones whose Twitter handle is rjonesy. Um, he basically came on and said that he was battling Apple, well, the App Store rejections for about a year, well, since last year, dealing with animated emojis because he made an app called Animojis. Um, so like when they released that, it was rumored that the new iMessage iOS 11 would have it. He was like, oh, well, you know, I now see why I've been battling for rejection and they never allowed me to have my app. And I was like, like, I felt that one for him. I felt really bad for him. I can't lie. That's a rough one. Yeah, it is. And like, instead of them, I don't know, like they could have, they could have, you know, like they could have, since they noticed that he were doing it, they could have like contacted him and maybe allow him to come work on the team for like a short period of time to help them out. That could have been a solution. Instead of, instead of just like rejecting his app like that. I mean, not only that, if he's been fighting for a year, they could have at least let him have it for a year. And then, hey guys, look at what we have. Which is, what you'd think would be better considering that it uses your face to like move things and like talk and whatnot. Compared to just animated emojis. Yes, that would have been better. They could have, they could have capitalized on it even more. Right, so that seems a bit selfish. It was like I felt that from like when I saw oh, I was like, Ouch. Yeah. I, I felt really bad for him. And I was like, oh, oh well. And I guess he'd have to go back to the drawing board and come up with a new app. I mean, because like Apple just like stole it and capitalized on it already. So if he does it, so I'm like, oh, it's already a feature. I don't really need it. Yeah. But then again, Apple's always kind of been sketchy about stuff like that. I mean, look at what happened with Siri back with the iPhone 4 and the 4S. People were beta testing it, beta testing it. On the iPhone 4, they come out with the 4S, which is nothing more than just saying, hey, look, we've got this thing called Siri now. And then, like, as soon as they say that, you can't use it on the, like, you can't download it for the iPhone 4 anymore. So it's kind of like, I see what you're doing. But also, they, they did something similar to the software as well, which is why I'm glad that they're that they've been extending their software to like later versions now. Oh, even more. Uh, at this well, is there a beta eleven yet? A beta eleven for iOS eleven? Yeah. No, I think they stopped at ten. And then the goal master leaked, yeah. like shot the app off. Okay. I wonder if iOS 12 is going to be 11 beta versions. Maybe because I think I think the 10 had about nine. If I remember correctly, I think it had nine beta versions. Hmm. This is this might be something to keep an eye on for the future. Maybe. Yeah, you know, I always, I'm always down for keeping my eye on, on betas. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh yeah, and there was one other thing with Google um, before we end off tonight's show. Apparently, I got an email from them um, being a local guide, and they will soon be allowing. Well, it's currently being beta tested, but they're allowing for local guides to upload videos to locations. Um, so you can either take a 10 second video um, recording directly from the app and so people can see what the place looks like and whatnot actually as a video instead of just pictures or you can use the first 30 seconds of a video that you would have recorded like using an outside thing I think it's interesting um, just because it gives a little bit more insight into what the place looks like yeah kind of it because like if you if you're standing outside like a rest let's say a restaurant um and you're doing the typical stand from one angle continue going like that to show the photo um it's going to be similar to the 3d photos that facebook has is that it yeah that's it yes where you like hold your camera off and like you kind of like zoom in on the side mm. so that'd be cool i thought like i thought the 3d photos facebook had was cool so I'm wondering though if it's not trying to replace because apparently there was an issue with um, the Google photographers or the um, essentially the people that would take pictures of businesses and what they would do is they'd like take the actual walkthroughs and stitch them all together so that if you go to the um, to the business place you could actually like walk through and see what like how it looks like inside almost like a little tour and I think that's it tour um, and they took down it's showing automatically well that part when you go do a Google search um, so that might be another thing that they might be trying to bring in for them or at least help them with I don't know I'm not, if they if it's not then I'm pretty sure those persons are gonna be slightly pissed if I'd say it would help them for Okay, like, I'd use us for example. Like, who's going to fly from the States all the way to the Bahamas to take photos of something that's here to put up on Google Maps when you can basically have persons who are interested in doing it kind of beta tests, like the new software that you'll have out, and it's like have them go around taking the photos of the businesses that's already here. Well, what I meant was um, when I said Google photographers, they're actually certified photographers who could be anywhere for the most part. So even Bahamians could become one of those. Um, I was actually trying to get a friend of mine set up with that back in the States, because he's a photographer, but um, I don't know. Like I know there have been some riffs within the Google community about that and the lack of help that they've been getting. I don't know. This might, this might be a nail in the coffin. This might be nothing. I don't know. Might be, might be a little bit, might be a conclusion for them to get help, since they've been complaining about no one helping them. Might be that. Might be. But we're gonna end off today's show here. We actually went over a bit. Oh, <laughs> wow! Yes, the <laughs> thank you for the second time. Uh, one thing that <clears throat> Apple tried to make it sound like they they pretty much started invented was the wireless charging mat that is also going to be coming up with these new devices 
So iPhone 8, 10, the new AirPods uh, charging case that you have to now spend 60 bucks just to get. And your Apple Watch will all be able to now use wireless charging on this little map device that's like yay big. You put your phone there, you put your case there, you put your uh, watch on top of that, and it charges all three. And I'm guessing it's probably because they're all synced via Bluetooth. It'll tell you like the battery life on your phone for all three devices. Or two, and how many you actually have sitting on it. What's your thoughts on that, Vicky? Um, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I, I think it answered people like the Apple users, uh, you know, who I guess were dying to get wireless charging. I guess it answered like their question to just give them it because, like, you know, like Apple was getting kind of bashed for you know not having wireless charging, whereas everybody else has wireless charging and. It's about blah, they remove the headphone jack. I said they give them wireless charging and all type of stuff. So I guess like like that was also something for them to capitalize the eight with. Um, since there wasn't any major bigger change between that and the seven. Mm, the charging pad, which is which is called the air power. <laughs> air power, air power, air power. Wait. Yeah, it's called the air power. Um, I think it would take up, I don't know, like I want to say it would take up less space for like having all type of different cables wrapped up in your bag if you're charging, like if you're traveling. But then at the same time, you're going to have this big kind of, I think for, I don't know, like you're going to have like this big kind of slab to put in your bag now to travel with. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it it helps because now you don't have to carry three different cords if you want okay. to charge everything the same time. I usually have to carry... <sighs> yes, I usually carry like three different cords. My watch, my iPad, my phone use my lightning cable, my iPod still uses the 30 pin, and then I got to carry the MagSafe for my laptop. Yep. So. Out of fashion, that's like four cables, never mind. <laughs> Even though, you know, that whole joke I had sent to you a little bit earlier on today about you guys just becoming a Galaxy S6. It was, it was essentially. Just catching like I, up. <laughs> catching up. Like, I, I know people are going to be there, oh, but you know, Apple just got me in the, the Samsung, and the Galaxy this, Galaxy that, and I'm just going to be like... Like let it die. Like I thought we were <laughs> past the, Like I thought we were already past the phase of the phone battle and we've already decided that it's up to your user preference for like device that you want to use. How can it be? Like just this year there was a recent there was a study that said like you're more likely to have a date bail on you and not like want a second date if they found out that you're not using an iPhone and they use an iPhone. Like, there is still, like, this smartphoneism. <laughs> because it's like, what if I want to send you something? I can't airdrop it to you. And I got to actually go into your message. And I can't even iMessage you. I got to use, like, either SMS. And who would use SMS? Um, but I'd have to use, like, another application to uh, send you something or email. 
when I've got that, like Alpha Park is scared of Doom. So you're not upset that you can't just regularly use Bluetooth? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I think first going off, I was. And afterwards, I was like, you know what? I really don't use Bluetooth like that. Um, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like super okay with like not regularly not using Bluetooth like how all that Android devices use it. Plus, like I don't want to Bluetooth on some other persons because I have my music organized. So it has to have the artist name, the name of the song, the album year, the track number, the genre, and the album artwork. But I like to be organized and I don't like things to, to like I don't want it to be one has that and like you know when you download music it'd be like the name underscore something else underscore or something like that yeah I don't like that I hate to see that wow Vicky I'm seeing, I'm seeing a new side to you I see you in a new light now. It's like to be organized <laughs> <laughs> like super organized then again I kind of always knew that Still. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm missing something. Like, iTunes? I, yes. They've removed something from iTunes. The books and apps. You want to explain that exactly to me? Because like, I typically don't use iTunes, but... Um, well, basically, they're kind of forcing people to just use... Actually, let me not say it like that. Okay, so Apple removed, like, with the new iTunes update, they no longer have the ability for you to sync your apps, your ringtones, and your books using the iTunes application. For books, you now have to use iBooks. For ringtones, you now have to use the settings slash develop setting and haptic or taptic option on your iPhone. And for apps, you now have to use the App Store to like sync all your apps and so on. So instead of one place for everything, they're spreading it out over a bunch of different things. Well, they're putting it back where it belongs in a way because. They had iTunes, and uh, they also had books, ringtones, apps on iTunes. Where at the same time, they have iBooks, and they have the iBook store. Then they have the app store, well, they have the app store, and they have like, well, yeah, yeah, they have the app store, and, like they have like all the apps already on the app store, they have all the books already on the iBook store. So it's kind of like keeping iTunes, like sending iTunes back to just being music and putting all like all these other things back into that category then technically shouldn't itunes just be buying music and radio then no 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 well no. I, don't, I don't i wanted to like i had to i'd wanted to be a place well i liked it to stay the way it is now whereas i have my i could think my phone to it have my music library stored. I have Apple Music, which I really don't use. Um, I could buy my music from the iTunes store. Like I, I like it like the way it is now. 
like every, like all the music stuff in one place, which is in iTunes, and everything else in the categories that they're supposed to be on. Okay. So supposed to be, yeah. But I'd say it sucks for those who are still using, I'd say, fifth generation and below iPod Nanos because you can no longer sync your games to your iPod. I mean, I doubt, I really doubt there's someone still using... Well, actually, no, let me not say that because people still laugh at me for using my third generation touch. But, but yeah, like it sucks for those persons who are still using a fifth generation and below. They can no longer sync their games. Mm. I mean, it has been a while, so it's not entirely surprising. Yeah, plus they removed, they discontinued iPod Nano and Shuffle this summer. Aww. Like, when I went in stores that still had them, I was like, oh my gosh, look, the last of its kind. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was in the States when I found the news, and I think I went in the, I think I went in the Apple store like a day afterwards and I was like, oh my gosh, look, the last of its kind. They're just sitting down on the shelf. Well, I felt like iPod Nano and Shuffle was like revolutionary for them to just drop it like so, showing you that the company is changing. Well, I mean, there's a lot that they've changed and dropped over the years. Yeah, but like, I, I, I kind of saw it coming in a sense because they moved the iPod tab from off the main tab on their website and they had to need music. Well, I mean, it's not only that though, because when you think about it, the iPods for the rough, unless you were getting like the shuffle or like the really, oh no, it's still the shuffle. Um, but if you're getting the iPod that actually still had touchscreen and everything like that, it was just an iPhone that didn't have cellular capabilities. Yeah, but the the Nano, and for me, I think, well, I thought that they were just keeping the iPods around for persons who work out and they don't want to have this big clunky phone attached to them. They just could like clip the iPod onto them and go running. Yeah, I thought that's what they were probably keeping them around for, but I guess... So I guess after a while the sales dropped for them. It's just like, doesn't make sense us producing these products and we're getting more of a loss than a profit. And I think yeah. they want to try to push that off to the Apple Watch now. Yeah. With the AirPods and Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah. Since they can both now pair up together all by themselves. Yep. Uh, I'm, I, I still don't like that though. And at the same time, you have to pay for Apple Music, so it's like exactly. it's like a triple win because yeah. the Apple Watch and you have like I think maybe four gigs, like mm -hmm. I want to say. Yeah, so I could barely hold half my music library on that. <laughs> so you still have to pay. You still have to pay for Apple Music. That's three times the money for them. Three times the profit. Sneaky. Yep. But, okay, I think that's definitely covered all of our topics for this week. Am I wrong? Mm, I think so, yes. Okay. So, folks, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of Tech Talk. Thank you for joining us, as of always. And um, 
you know, feel free to join us next week. Uh, Tuesdays for Esports Wrap. Thursdays for Tech Talk. Uh, both of the shows are at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 